This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, your home for discussion and analysis of Cincinnati Reds baseball all year long. Now here's your host, Chad Dotson. Hello everyone, welcome back to Red Leg Nation Radio. This is episode number 314 of the world's most dangerous podcast. I'm your host, Chad Dotson. With me this week, once again, your friend and mine, Jason Linden. How are you, Jason? I'm well, and I didn't realize that we would be recording... Uh, the the Pi Day episode of Red Leg Nation just a couple of days before Pi Day. Oh man, we should have waited this week we'll, to do we'll this. We'll go off. up the day before Pi Day. Three fourteen will go up on three thirteen. Oh man, listen, let's stop now and let's just do this tomorrow. <laughs> no, let's let's not do that. Let's go ahead. We're here, um, and and we're going to talk about Reds baseball and uh, uh, some of the things that uh, we ordinarily would have talked about on the podcast. But obviously, this is a kind of strange time, uh, not just in American sports, but uh, in, in American society. And and we're going to get into that too, right, Jason? Yes, we. I mean, it's it's unavoidable. We will. We certainly have to talk about it. Well, you know, our little uh, topic on this podcast, uh, the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, things that are happening now. Are impacting going to impact the Cincinnati Reds and and those of us who uh, pay attention to the Reds. So we're going to get into all that in just one moment because that is the topic of the day. But first, uh, I wanted to go ahead and just at least briefly touch on some of the things that um, we would have talked about in an ordinary week. Okay, the first right, one, let us touch on ordinary things. Yeah, fun stuff like just baseball. Uh, the first thing was uh, Eugenio Suarez was scheduled to DH in Friday's game of this week, and uh, and that's that was good news. You know, Eugenio Suarez is like uh, you know uh, nobody heals faster than that guy. He, you know he's he's Wolverine. He's like he's like that's what everybody says. Wolverine is, is that like a comic book thing? It is a comic book thing, Chad. Engage with the culture every now and again. <laughs> I like pretending that I don't uh, watch every Wolverine movie. But, um, yeah, so you know, he had the shoulder surgery after injuring himself and, uh, before the spring tr- training started. And, man, it's crazy that uh, he was actually ready to take some swings. And so, really, the news on him and, and Sinzel's already been playing, and DHing at least, um, the news is all pretty good on in terms of their health and, uh, you know, we were talking about whether they'd be ready for opening day, and almost certainly both of them will be ready for opening day now, right? That's a that's a, a silver lining, I guess. To the extent that there is a silver lining, I guess we'll, we can take that one, yes. The, the Reds should be fully healthy uh, by the time opening day happens. Uh, yeah, so again, uh, it's just baseball, but uh, that's that's a good thing. Another good thing that happened last week was uh, Nick Lodolo. He's uh, the last week, last year, not last week's first-round pick. It wasn't last week, Jason. It was last year. No, it was last year. Yeah, he was the first-round pick for the Cincinnati Reds, the left-handed pitcher. And uh, he evidently threw a live batting practice against uh, Nick Senzel, Jose Garcia, and Derek Dietrich. And they all came away like, whoa, this guy is unbelievable. Nick Senzel said, put him in the rotation. <laughs> he was that good. Um, is And the reason I want to talk about this is, Everyone wants to compare Lodolo to Mike Leake, who actually came, didn't go to the minor leagues at all, came straight to the Reds. 
but in, right. his, in his first spring training, he made the team, basically. Uh, Lodolo pitched some last year at the end of the year. And the differences, people keep asking what are the differences between those two. And as far as I can tell, the difference is, well, the Reds actually have a pitching staff now, and so there's no room for Lodolo right now, so there's no reason to, to push him a little faster like, like Leak did. But um, I don't make anything of spring training stats, but Lodolo was great in the minors last year, albeit in the low minors. And he's uh, opening some eyes uh, with his uh, ability in spring training this year. Um, to me, we've talked about the depth of this uh, this team, and especially the rotation. And that's another check mark. If he is somewhere close to being ready, uh, that makes this team much, much better because you got to have depth in your rotation, right? You've got to have depth in your rotation. And also, that looks potentially good for next season when various members of, this, of the rotation will be entering free agency. Um, you know, the Reds are going to have to anoint some successors. You know, I, I think I think Mally is obviously one of them. Um, maybe Santian and, and beyond that, you know, we'll see. Um, but if Lodolo could get himself quickly inserted into that conversation, it would sure be nice. Yeah. You know, I think right now he's probably it's pencil. You're not writing in a pen, but he's penciled into uh, next year's rotation. I would think he'd have to be, you know, given it. Of course, things could change depending on what happens this season and obviously injuries. But if the Reds have a couple injuries, I wouldn't be surprised to see him here this year if they have to have. I mean, obviously, uh, Mally would be the first one to get the call, you would think, if someone's injured. But I don't know. I'm I'm high, I'm getting higher on Nick Lodolo. I'm not getting higher, but I am getting higher on Nick Lodolo. Yes, I, I, I also am getting higher on Nick Lodolo and only Nick Lodolo. Okay, so... Um, you're not getting high on anything else? No, no. Everything is very sober right now. Jim. Yeah, yeah, as, as well it uh, has to be. Um, okay, so the other news of the week, uh, and some of this seems, uh, well, this is it's it doesn't feel relevant right now, but it's going to be relevant uh, at some point when we get back into the swing of things uh, in the sports world. But the Reds did, um, they were among the last teams to make their first round of cuts in spring training, so they uh, sent 11 players over to the minor league camp and some of the names that are familiar to listeners of the podcast are going to be guys like Nick Lodolo, who was sent down, uh, Tony Sention pitcher, um, Jonathan India, uh, Boog Powell. So there are 11 guys. You can go look them up. Uh, and you know, not, not a single name was unexpected to be moved to minor league camp, but the Reds are starting to Kind of, kind of shape uh, the roster a little bit, uh, narrow things down. Although there's not a lot of open spots on the roster anyway, I guess. That took it down to I think about 50 in camp. Is that right? Yeah, it's in that neighborhood, and so. Um, I don't and know. really, I mean, really, you're only talking about there's there's really only competition for two or three spots on the team. Yeah. One one bench spot probably, especially with the delay now and Senzel and Suarez for sure being healthy. There's there's competition for probably one bench spot and. You know, a couple of maybe two bullpen spots, maybe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Reds, uh, let's see, yes, exactly fifty. I'm looking at it now. Twenty five pitchers, five catchers, eleven infielders, nine outfielders. Uh, that equals fifty. That's equal fifty. Yeah, so so half those guys are going to be going somewhere. Good mathing, chat. Oh man, I was told there'd be no math, but I was ready anyway. So yeah, but you look at this this list of fifty, and it's. Really, I mean, you know, you can, you could cut it down to twenty-seven or twenty-eight easily. It's just those last couple of spots. So, all right. So, you know, 
obviously we uh, know about uh, what's going on in sports, and we'll talk uh, more about it. But we first started to get a little bit of a hint of the way things were going to go in the sports world uh, early in the week when the, the Major League Baseball announced that uh, after a conference call with all 30 owners that they're going to be closing off locker room access to the media temporarily. And there was a kind of a little bit of a stir about that. And uh, MLB said it's being done to protect the players, quote unquote. And uh, and that was kind of the first hint. And then things escalated from there. Uh, and just to put give the shorthand version of it, uh, and, and things may change by the time we finish recording this podcast, because things have been moving so quickly over the last couple they of days. They've been moving extraordinarily rapidly. Yeah, the uh, the NBA has suspended their season. The NHL has suspended their season. Uh, the All the conference college basketball tournaments were canceled. And yeah. now the NCAA men's and women's basketball tournaments have been canceled completely. And spring yeah. sports in, in, in most conferences have been canceled. Today as well is reported that the Red, that the Major League Baseball is going to uh, shut things down as well for a while. And the plan, though it's, this is not official, it still has to be approved by ownership, unless I've, again, unless I've missed it in the last uh, 30 minutes, is that right now they intend to suspend the first two weeks of uh, Major League games and reassess along the way. Um, uh, you know, around April 8th is when that would... Uh, when that would come. So that's the plan as of now is that uh, baseball is kind of suspended as well for, uh, you know, we're talking about almost a month, frankly, if you're talking about April 8th is when that would go through. So Jason thoughts. I mean, you know, it's just, it seems like the right and necessary thing to do. Um, you know, this is, this is weird. This is a thing that nobody, almost no one who's alive has ever experienced. Um, you know, the, the closest thing to it, I think, you know, is the, is the Spanish flu, uh, sort of came around at the end of world war one. And, uh, it's good. I think it's good that the, that the league is being proactive and that everybody, everybody seems to be proactive and taking care of things as we should. Um, hopefully if things continue to be aggressive, it will be one of those things where in a couple of weeks, We've got it in hand, and we can get back to how things are normal. But you know, baseball is important, but and fun. But one of the things you know I've talked to people about is is my mom is extraordinarily high risk in this circumstance. You know, and it's and I have essentially ordered her and my dad to. Fortunately, they're retired people and don't have to go anywhere, and they live out in the country. And I told them that they and they've got a big freezer of food in it. I was like, you all aren't going out. If you need something, you call me. I'll drop it off. Um, but you know, and it's one of those things that I think it's what we need to do to protect people. And, and I think it's good that baseball is also doing that. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the sports fan side of us, uh, is like, oh man, you know, this is, uh, generally the most fun time of the year for me as a sports fan with, uh, such a fun time of year. Normally it's the end of winter and in, you know, I don't follow college basketball even, but it's hard to not get excited and then baseball happens, and it's just, gosh, you know, it's normally it's so much fun, and it just isn't right now. It really isn't. It's a, uh, it's, it's just a, a bizarre uh, turn of events. You know, I think I said earlier about the, when the media was uh, was uh, excluded when that was announced. That was on the first hint. But then after that, when they decided they were going to cancel the official uh, opening day parade in Cincinnati, you're like, whoa, that's a big deal because that's such a you know huge thing in Cincinnati. Yeah. You know. Um, my day job, most of you know what that is. 
uh, we convened a meeting today because we had, you know, I'm on the health department and some local doctors, and we were talking about what the appropriate uh, uh, plan was to, uh, uh, because we got so many people coming to the courthouse. And yeah. um, and often the people that come to the courthouse uh, have to come because if they don't show up, uh, they get in trouble with the judge. And uh, so we had to talk about what are our procedures going to be to try to protect not just the, the public, that the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands uh, some days coming through that courthouse. Uh, we're all the administrative offices in, in our county are as well, but what to do to protect the employees as well. And it was really kind of eye-opening to listen to them. Um, we really, the, the the number of people that have been uh, diagnosed with this right now, when you consider the the, the scope of uh, the American population, it's minuscule. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's, right. it's tiny. But if, and I'm not happy about everything being canceled. But this is the it's the right thing to do. It's the exact right thing to do because because yes. if we do this right now, these big gatherings you can prevent it from. Uh, you, can, you can't really stop it in its track, but you can really slow down what uh, it from coming becoming a serious 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 problem. And so um, I don't like it just because I like sports, but it's kind of a, in some ways a no brainer uh, to do this with with uh, professional sports now and, and and not just professional sports, college sports. Um, and, uh, our high, local, our high school tournaments, uh, here in, uh, Virginia basketball tournaments were, were canceled as well. So, you know, anywhere that you got people gathering more than a, you know, a couple hundred people, it's just, it's so easy for it to run through a population like that. So, and, and not, not just those people, but yeah, going back and, uh, you know, taking it to someone else. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. It's, it, the sports side of me is a bummer. The, the rational side of me is like, well, you know, what choice do we have, really? I guess does that make yeah. sense? You know, it, it does, and you know, hopefully for for most of us, and, and you know, I include myself in this, it will be a uh, a minor, and you, it, hopefully for most people, it's okay. There's no sports, whatever. Catch up on whatever show, catch up on whatever book. Stay inside. Hopefully, everybody stays safe and healthy. But for some people, it's going to be a big deal. And and the the fewer number of people we can make it a big deal for, then the better off we are. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, now, as as we talk about, I do want to say you mentioned something before we go to back to the Reds and how this affects the Reds. Uh, every year, you know, this uh, Goodreads, Goodreads dot com, you know, this uh, platform for uh, for books. Yeah. Um, every year, uh, I do a, like a, a reading challenge. You know, on there, they you can set what you what you how many books you plan to read the next year and you can track whether or not you actually get there or not. Uh, some people like Jason, I'm sure blow right by their uh, expected numbers. Um, but what my general plan of action has been the last few years I've been doing this is, uh, you know, the beginning of the year up until about opening day, I try to read as many books as I can because I know it's going to slow down while when baseball gets here and I have to do other things to, to focus on. So uh, there, there's another silver lining. I get to read more books. I, I thought you yeah. might approve of that. We'll read some books. We'll, I don't know, it's, it's, some things are breaking on Twitter as we talk where it looks like we might be doing some, uh, some distance learning, at least down here. Um, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, uh, they haven't uh, announced that in, uh, in my state yet. Uh, again, I talked, I was talking to the people from the health department today and they're meeting with the schools tomorrow on all this. And, uh, you know, I don't know how you make that work in high school. It's, college is one thing. I don't know how you make it work in high school so um 
but well, that's... We'll, we'll see. We'll, or or not. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's kind of a different. Uh, that's kind of a different question than what yeah. we're here to talk about today. So what we're going to yeah. talk about next is uh, the Reds, and um, we've already talked a little bit about how this uh, affects, uh, you know, Suarez and, and Senzel coming back, and that's great for them, but. I don't know. Does it? Uh, everybody's really excited about this red season, and is this the one thing that could have happened to really just make everybody like, "Oh, we're we're good. You're ready to have so much fun." I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm uh, asking that question right, but um, what's the public response going to be to this? We're trying to be rational about why all this has to happen, but what's the public response going to be amongst the average Reds fan to this? You know, from what I've seen, it's really it's it's it. It's one of two reactions. It's either okay, yeah, fine. I mean, it sucks. Like, of course, the one year the Reds spend, this is what happens. But it, but the right thing to do, and then other people are less reasonable. Uh, let's just say that. And uh, yeah, I, you know, the public reaction is going to be disappointment. Hopefully, we do get to a point where we get to play at least most of the baseball season. You know, something along. Uh, the lines of like 1995, you know, where that was what 144 games. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be nice if it ends up being less than that, it ends up being less than that, but you know, let's just get some kind of baseball season going and, and, and maybe see what happens I, for real. I mean, you know, they are, there's going to be a season. I mean, there's going to be a season of some length, I guess. And, uh, we have a good viewer mail question here that, uh, is along these lines that I want to go ahead and, and jump into. Again, this is from patreon.com slash redlegradio, where you too can support this podcast. Kevin Jacobson asks, if the start of the season is pushed back or the season is shortened, both very reasonable things to do, how much more important is it for the Reds to start well and not dig themselves into a 3-18 and 18 type hole? That was the one thing I was thinking about uh, in terms of a shortened season is, man, the Reds really won't be able to afford it. It, it, it. Again, it'll depend on if it's 144 games. That's still a long season. Still time to to work it is, your way out but of it. The shorter the season is, the higher per, the percentage of your bad start is to the season. Yeah, so it's it's extremely important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we've talked about that already, and just like I mean, for for Reds fans' mental health, we just need them to win like half of their first ten games. <laughs> Like, yeah, just like tread water like five and five a week and a half in please yeah i i really especially with with the way this is going to start late the the fact that the i mean not the fact but the the thought that the reds could start you know two and eight or something two and two and six something like that it's just too much for me to handle because that'll be a real you talk about people being negative about the reds that will yeah. call, cause them to go off the deep end so but yeah yeah you're right uh Kevin, you know it's much more important for the Reds to start well. Um, if the Reds start three and eighteen in a you know one hundred and thirty-five game season, they're done. <laughs> they're not really done, but they're close to being done. Yep. So uh, let's go ahead and run through some more of these uh, viewer mail questions because most of them are about uh, the virus and um, about uh, you know. The Reds and the virus together, I guess. Boy, I'm having trouble today. I, I do want to say, you mentioned 1995. 1995, the season was shortened. 1990, there was a lockout and the season started uh, late. Now, what do those two seasons have in common, Jason Lindham? The Reds made the playoffs. The Reds won their division, played in the postseason both those years. So, clearly, that's what's going to happen this year. Derek Moser asks... 
And again, this is at patreon.com slash Radio. How are you two planning to celebrate opening day now that the parade is canceled and it's very likely the Great American Ballpark gates will be closed to the public? I think he submitted that uh, question. It was early in the day today before the news had come out that it's going to probably be pushed back. Um, at some point, there, there will be an opening day. It's not going to be the same as the regular Cincinnati opening day. What did you think about the idea? Did you ever th- see it as a, a, re- a realistic scenario? And again, we're not scientists, but um, and, and I don't know. I can't say, but the thought that they would just play the game in front of no one, kind of a weird thought. I, I didn't think that was ever really a, a real you know, option. I, I didn't know if it was a real option or not, but I did have a fun thought about it. Um, and it was it kind of went off of a, a Joey Votto quote of him saying he would absolutely play in front of no fans, which is just that, you know, in that circumstance, I could imagine Joey Votto just having an out-of-his-mind season because of all the players who can't get themselves up for the game and aren't really trying hard. And so Joey, who just never takes an at-bat <laughs> off ever, further takes advantage of that and just has just a monster season. Um, it was a thing I could imagine if they did end up playing a bunch of games in front of no one. So I, you know, whether or not that would ever really happen, I don't know. You know, everything moved so fast this this week that I, I barely had time to process what might happen until it was something else was happening. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting thought that I hadn't considered. Another way to give Joey Votto an advantage. Uh, you know, um, I don't know. We, we, t- we had talked about the NCAA tournament initially announced they were going to play without fans, basically. Essential, yeah. just essential personnel, and I was thinking, boy, that's going to be odd to watch, you know, because you'll be able to hear what the referees are saying to the coaches and vice versa, and it's just a really strange thing. I, I'm not sure how they can make that happen, but uh, with baseball, I, I don't, I, I think probably what they're going to do is they're just going to keep it suspended until it's safe to open the parks back up for everybody, and I think there will be an opening day celebration whenever the first Reds game is is my is my guess there will be some kind and hopefully an opening day celebration in a much better environment you know like an environment where everybody can genuinely come out and enjoy themselves and all that kind of stuff yeah big big sigh of relief kind of everyone is uh over some of the anxiety that's going around right now and uh, at least to some extent and and enjoy themselves there's going to be reds baseball at this point there's no reason to believe there won't be reds baseball at some point, uh, and maybe some point soon, but uh, we just got to get there first. Joe Farsing asks, as he typically does, Lance Bass or Kevin Bass or Largemouth Bass? Lance Bass, Kevin Bass, Largemouth Bass. Now, why, why Bass this week? Why? Why? Why anything ever? Why? So Lance Bass was in one of these. Uh, I don't know, like NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys or something like that. Um, right. He's in one of those uh, boy bands. And uh, Kevin Bass played for the Astros back in the day. And, and uh, a largemouth bass is uh, Jason and I are both huge fishermen. So, you know, I'm not a fisherman, but my parents do have a small lake. So well, there you go. I'm not a fisherman either. Um do you have any uh, preference there on this ridiculous question? Uh, I'm going to go with largemouth bass because, I mean, we're stockpiling food right now, right? There you go. I'm going to go with Kevin Bass, but only because back in the day when Chris Berman thought it was cute to make up nicknames for everyone, uh, that was his nickname on Sports Center for Kevin Bass was Kevin Largemouth Bass. And, <laughs> and Kevin, I remember this story, Kevin Bass complained and he changed it to Smallmouth Bass. <laughs> it's, a, it's a true story. 
It's a pretty story. That's a good story. Uh, to uh, the lighter side of the uh, the coronavirus stuff, and I'm not, I'm not sure if there is a lighter side, but is it, am I the only one? And if not, I'm going to infect uh, you all. That's a really poor choice of words. But I'm going to uh, cause this same thing to go into your brains, and I'm sorry. COVID-19, right? That's the... That's the name of this uh, this virus, COVID nineteen. Am I right? Yes. Yes. How come when I read that in my head, I I read it like, "Come on, Eileen." COVID nineteen. They're not alone, and who? No one is alone in that. I also have done that. COVID nineteen. I'm never gonna hear that song again without thinking about this. Well, okay. Sorry if you hadn't thought about that, but that's now in your head. Uh, one more from Joe Farsing. Since the coronavirus apocalypse is upon us, what household staple is the first thing you're going to hoard? I'm going with peanut butter, he says. Uh, uh, I mean, peanut butter is not bad. I got a lot of pasta right now. Ooh, pasta, pasta. I'm going with ooh, bourbon. Oh, Chad, right answer. <laughs> we, you know, I didn't even think of that one because my house is never without an appropriate supply of bourbon uh, living where I do. Yes, uh, Kentucky, uh, they like their bourbon in Kentucky. They do, they do. You would be amazed at the at the bourbon selection in the wine store down the street from me. Really? Well, if you'd, yeah. ever, if you'd ever invite me over, I would uh, be able to go uh, see that. We don't, we don't, we don't take your kind here, Chad. <laughs> That's true. Matter of fact, you know, I was thinking this podcast. Uh, I like you and I like talking to you, but man, now more than ever, I'm happy that I don't have to actually be in the same room with you. Remote podcasting, the way to go. It is the future. Social distancing. Yeah. Uh, Matt Sheary asks, ironically, since uh, what we just talked about, he asked, "What's your favorite adult beverage?" Have we already answered that? I think we have already answered that. I mean, I, I will toss in also that I do enjoy a nice Pinot Noir. Certainly, certainly. Um, then we're going with wine. Pinot Noir would be my uh, my top choice as well. Uh, do you have a specific favorite type of bourbon? Yeah, my favorite. I like pretty much anything from the Buffalo Trace Distillery. Um, the one I tend to keep around when I can find it, it's become more popular recently, is called Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, used to have no problems finding it, but now it's 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 one of those that's gotten trendy and it kind of flies off the shelves as soon as it yeah, yeah. I've never had Eagle Rare. I do have a, a bottle of it that's never been opened yet because uh, someone uh, recommended that to me. Um, I have a, uh, a bottle of uh, uh, Angel's Envy sitting here. That's really probably my favorite uh, bourbon. See, we, we disagree on that. I am not a big Angel's Envy oh, fan. Oh, man. It's, uh, well, we're, you're allowed to disagree with me, Jason. Do you know their distillery is essentially across the street from Slugger Field, right? I did not know that, no. Yeah, yeah, it's it's walk easy walking distance. Oh. I have to go to some Bats games if they play any, because, uh, again, the minor leagues announced they're starting late as well. Um, yeah. My my story about the uh, Angel's Envy is I had a, uh, I had a bottle of it uh, sitting here that my brother had gotten me for Christmas. He, uh, he used to attend bars, so he knows some things about this type of thing. He said, you need to try this. And I was like, okay, so I had it. Well... Um, one night, uh, a couple of marches ago, my uh, alma mater, uh, the University of Virginia, their basketball Cavaliers lost a first round game in the NCAA tournament. This wasn't widely reported, but you may remember it, Jason. I might remember something about that, maybe just slightly. Yeah. So, um, I thought that was a pretty good night to open up that bottle and uh, just pour me one drink, you know, after the game and like... Uh, as everyone was uh, was mocking me on the, the Twitters. 
Um, and so then after that, it's kind of sat there and I kind of, you know, I'd see it every once in a while. I'd be like, you know, I can't take another drink out of that bottle. <laughs> I just, I just can't do it. That's it. That's the UMBC bottle. <laughs> and, uh, so one year later, it is, it was still just sitting there one year later yeah. when, uh, Virginia defeated Purdue, uh, in a ridiculous game to advance to the final four. That's the next time that I, uh, poured another one out of that uh, bottle right. so well good the curse had been banished the curse was lifted so anyway that's my uh that's uva a, story sorry on your part chadwick <laughs> is it uh can can i go around bragging that uva is uh defending champs for two straight years i mean that depends did the reds win the nl central in 1994 or did they not oh well okay let's see yeah, well, the Braves, I, I've always said claim, that they did. I know it was in the East, they always wanted to claim like eight million consecutive ones, and I always want to be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 1994, Montreal. The Reds should hang a banner for '94, shouldn't they? Yeah, they should hang one for '81 too. Yes, absolutely, and they had a huge banner, um, and I think we may have gotten a picture of that for the Big Fifty, but uh, best record in baseball banner. I think it's at yeah. the Hall of Fame actually now. So, um, all right, Patreon.com/slash/RedLegRadio. Andrew Scott Wills asks dear red leg nation radio how much coffee do you consume per day sincerely depressed reds fan who had to cancel his trip to goodyear because of covid19 uh yeah andrew uh had to was planning on going to goodyear and just had to had to nix that i hate that because i've never been to goodyear i'm i'm dying to go no, to spring training yeah we need to do that at some point how have we never been to spring training um how much coffee I mean, do you to work so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right so i have to work for a living right um how much coffee do you consume per day, Jason? Uh, minimum of 20 ounces in the morning. My little travel mug holds 20 ounces, and I always make kind of exactly that much. Uh, and I don't know, sometimes I'll have another bit in the afternoon. It varies. I don't always have afternoon coffee, but I, I always have a good a good health, health, healthy serving in the morning. I'm not a... Uh... A regular coffee drinker. Probably, really? Yeah, probably uh, once or twice a week I will, but it's not an everyday thing. And I'm depending on, you know, if it's cold outside, I like to have a coffee with me. And uh, I'll do about the same as you fill up my travel mug. And then, uh, but that's usually it for me for the day. I like it, but, you know, don't love it. I enjoy my coffee. I like a good fancy coffee drink now and again, too. Uh, really? You like the fancy coffees? I do. I, it's Louisville is a coffee town. I thought it was a bourbon town. It's a bourbon and a coffee town. We have a lot of good fancy coffee shops here, and you got to enjoy it. Well, at some point you're going to invite me to Louisville and uh, and show me all this cool stuff. You will invite me someday, won't you? When do you think the season will start, Chad? <laughs> When do I think you are welcome anytime? I just had to do the silence because it was fun. Yeah, that's always fun. I didn't like being on the other side of it. It's usually me giving you the silence. (laughs) (laughs) Rich Thompson asks, hash brown viewer mail, with the COVID 19 virus being a stark reality, and if the MLB season proceeds with empty or closed stadiums, how do you think this will affect the Reds in particular? Oh, we kind of already talked about that. If the season does move forward, do you foresee David Bell managing the team any differently? And I presume that means any differently if it's empty stadiums. My opinion is I don't think that's going to happen, Rich. 
Um, Jason had clearly already thought about how it would affect the Reds, uh, especially uh, Joey Votto. But would you see David Bell managing the team differently because it's an empty stadium? I guess there aren't people screaming at him for doing dumb stuff. I don't know. I don't don't think he'd manage any differently. Do you? No. I mean, I can see pitcher usage being different with a shortened season. Yeah, with a shortened season, I could see uh, some some changes around the edges, I guess. But, uh, you know, I I don't anticipate him managing the team differently. If it were empty, the stadium, than it it was. But depending on how much shorter the season is, yeah, you know, um, you might be able to be a lot more aggressive with your better relievers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're really often with them, you're trying, I mean, you know, days in a row matters, but also you're just trying to manage the season load. And if the season load is artificially lessened, then, you know, you, those those sort of sixth and seventh guys in the bullpen should be pitching less. Right. Yeah. In, in, interesting thought. This is not at all related to Rich's question. And thank you for the question, Rich. Um, but what about this idea? When the Reds make it to the postseason, Nick Lodolo's in the bullpen for the uh, postseason run. Oh, I can I can absolutely see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw someone, I don't know where I was listening to this. It might've been uh, Trent Rosecrans, but uh, making a comparison to like when David Price first uh, came up and he, you know, he was in the bullpen that first, uh, that first run. So I could really see that happening. So anyway, I don't know. Philip Razor asks, uh, are you ready? No, I'm never ready for anything that that hack says. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Twitter troll. (laughs) Philip Razor asks, who do you guys like better me or Coop? So uh, you have to be on the Reds Twitter to know about Philip and Coop, perhaps, uh, or here on the podcast. We've talked about both. Uh, Philip is just, uh, he's he's the guy that uh, thinks that he uh, brings the uh, podcast crowds wherever he goes. Coop has his own podcast, The Hunt for Reds October, which you should not listen to with your grandmother in the car, but you should listen to. A mistake that Chad absolutely oh, made. Oh, it was not a good time. It was not a good time. So who do you like better, Philip Razor or Coop? Pass. Um, I'm going to say Coop because it will upset Philip and it'd be fun That's to watch him get it. Point. Yeah. See, I think, yeah, I'm going to go with Coop also because it will make Phil mad. But if I said Phil, then Coop would just think that that meant he had, that was like a confirmation of his brand. <laughs> That's true, actually, because he kind of tries to make people dislike him sometimes. Uh, but I uh, was like, Coop also said something, uh, Nice about me on his last podcast, so I'm going to have to go with, with Coop here. Yeah. Sorry, Philip. Woo the Reds asks, you ready for a question from Woo the Reds, who I can't convince to use his real name, so I don't have to say Woo the Reds every week? Woo us with the Reds. Oh, man. His question is this. Would you, even for 10 minutes, watch a live YouTube stream of the Reds games being simulated on MLB The Show with them occurring at the date and time the regular season games were originally scheduled? It's an idea I'm kicking around as a way to give us all some kind of baseball. So the idea here is Reds games are being uh, suspended for at least a couple weeks. Uh, the new MLB The Show game comes out on PlayStation 4 uh, this week, I think, sometime soon. And uh, Wu is uh, suggesting that he simulate those games, live stream them on YouTube or Twitch or wherever the kids are live streaming these days, and... Uh, and see how it goes. What do you think? Would you would you watch uh, Would you watch that stream? I would not. I would probably dip into it uh, to see how it's going, but uh, I would imagine there might be a lot of people 
who would watch would something like that. I would look at the box scores. Yeah, I'd like to see the box scores. I'm, I'm not watching. I'm, I'm reading a book or watching a show that I want to watch, but I, I, yeah. Would you watch, a, Jason, would you watch a live stream of me playing Stratomatic Baseball, rolling the dice and playing that uh, with the uh, games that the Reds were supposed to play? Only in your Reds onesie. <laughs> what do you think I'm wearing right now? I'm just saying. I've got, I've got rules. I've got standards. Uh, I would probably watch Wu's uh, Wu's live stream at least a little bit, uh, certainly, and I'm, I'm sure that more people uh, would. I'm sure there are people who would, and I think that that's actually a fairly decent idea. I'm just not one of those people. Right, because you gotta you got to read a book like you've never I read got, a book before. so many books to read, Chad. And, like, I have a whole room full of books, and I've read most of them, but not all of them. i got work to do. Jason, I thought you had read all the books. It's impossible to read all the books, sadly. But you're I trying. Tried, failed. <laughs> you're trying. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you if you like that idea, go find Wu on uh, Twitter.com where he asked that question and and tell him that uh, he needs to tell us his real name. So I don't have to keep saying uh, that ridiculous name. But uh, uh, tell him what you think about that idea. All right. Let's see what we got here at Twitter.com slash Redleg Radio. Petro's Wheels at Petro's Wheels asks hash brown viewer mail. With COVID-19 spreading, will you suspend actual letters from your actual viewers to help reduce the spread? I think you'd only be doing your part. Now, that's a pretty good idea by old uh, Pete Wills there, don't you think? Should we go maybe now with just audio files that are that's listener mail from actual listeners? Oh, no, because they're viewers. They can't see me. <sighs> so you Wow. wow. <laughs> Sorry, let me go get some duct tape and tinfoil. <laughs> Thank you. Um, as always, these questions are actual letters from actual viewers. And uh, yeah, I think that uh, we would be doing our part to reduce the uh, the spread of this virus. Um, so I'm with you on that one, Pete. Uh, you know, Jason, this is kind of a strange, strange Strange week to be talking about the Reds, and I'm not sure how it's going to be the next the little bit with everything suspended. And I, I don't know. <laughs> Are we going to have things to talk about? We always find things to talk about all winter long, but there's stuff happening all winter long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a really strange time to be a, a baseball fan because there's not going to be anything going on, and really there are other things to be focusing on as well. So I, you know, how do we get through these next few weeks, Jason? I don't know, but, you know, I kind of feel like also we should maybe find a way. I think everybody's going to need a little bit of fun, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of goofiness. So maybe we can find some ways to be goofy periodically uh, as need be as these next few weeks pass. And, and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully things start to turn around and get a little bit better. But but we'll see. Yeah. And if you have any ideas, uh, reach out to uh, us at Red Leg Radio or at Jason Linden. I'm at Dotson C on Twitter. And uh, if you got some ideas for uh, the podcast for the next few weeks, when there's really nothing going on with the Reds, you would expect, uh, let me know because because uh, we're gonna we're still gonna try to be here every week. We always do, and uh, I don't know. Uh, we need something creative to do in the meantime. Maybe it's just uh, talking about uh, Wu's live streamed games. Maybe that's what we'll have to do and analyze how the Reds started in his alternative universe. <sighs> <sighs> Jason, I, you know, I, I'm I'm kind of at a loss here. There's really, yeah. um, I we wanted to do a podcast and we wanted to talk about how this affects the Reds. Although, you know, not, how it affects the Reds is not that important, but that's what we talk about here. Um, and uh, you know, uh, sports are important. Sports are a valuable part of our society. 
but you know, they're also, um, right now that uh, maybe not, uh, maybe for the first time sports has taken a lead, not the first time, but taking a lead on doing something that's really going to, uh, help our, our society. And I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't like it, but I'm okay with it. It does really feel like all of the sports leagues canceling things has kind of pushed for more action on like a lower level, which is, which is good. I think. Yeah. Once that started happening, we started seeing colleges and, and, and high schools and things like that. So it's, uh, you know, uh, sports obviously has been a driver in other areas as well. I think back to Jackie Robinson, it can be a, a positive thing for society. Uh, and maybe, maybe this is it. And maybe it helps us uh, get past this thing uh, quickly. And then we can all go back to our just our fun and games or the dumb stuff we talk about all the time. That's the hope. Yes. Yes. All right. Jason, we're going to, we're going to have to end it there. Um, it's a short one, but I think we're I think we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else What else can be said? Yeah. Any final thoughts about anything related to any of this? I don't think so. Um, all right. Well, you know, you can uh, subscribe to the podcast. You know how. Everywhere you find your podcast, we're there. If, if you subscribe, again, it's free to subscribe. Please do. Uh, you know, go and, and leave us a rating and a review if you can. That always helps other people find us. We always say, if you like us, talk about us. Uh, that's the best way for other people to find us. Tell your friends about the podcast. We are going to continue to try to have uh, some fun. And, and in, in the coming weeks, we are going to make a, an active effort to, uh, to be back to the sort of goofy, uh, fun podcast that we try to be always. Um, you can uh, support us at patreon.com slash redlegradio. If you want to toss a couple bucks our way, we do some special things, including our Slack channel, and uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and had some new new people come into the Slack channel this week, so appreciate that. Those guys, uh, not guys, but those of you that uh, that joined up and uh, continuing the community, continuing to grow, and I just love it, you know. And 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 I'm still extremely optimistic about what this season's going to hold for the Cincinnati Reds. So for Jason Linden and Dexie's Midnight Runners, this is Chad Dotson saying, "So long, everyone." Thanks for listening to Red Leg Nation Radio from RedLegNation.com. Subscribe to Red Leg Nation Radio on iTunes or through your favorite podcast app. And join us for discussion of all things Reds at RedLegNation.com. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week.